At Solomon Brothers Jewelers, their customers always come first. They're a family business that has been setting the standard of customer care for over 30 years. They have thousands of in-stock options for wedding bands, engagement rings, and loose diamonds, and can promise the lowest prices at the highest quality. A diamond marks a new chapter in your life. Trust Solomon Brothers experts with commemorating the most precious moments in your life. Visit SolomonBrothers.com today to begin making memories. On another episode of the Animation Deliberation Podcast, we've been faked out once more as Attack on Titan is not quite done with this yet. We talk about news, more flashbacks, and more cliffhangers, and more right after this ad we have no control over. You're invited to take a vacation from everybody else's vacation to a place where you can explore cypress swamps and magical gardens and see a 65-foot waterfall that once powered an old mill that you can walk through today. Or just float along the cool, rushing waters of an old-fashioned swimming hole. See the places and plan your journey at visitmississippi.org slash outdooradventure. Mississippi. Wanderers welcome. Sing along if you know the words. A one, two, three, it's time for animation, deliberation, a conversation and a celebration. Of our favorite action animated series. Yeah. Yeah, we are back. This is Animation Deliberation, where we take action animation seriously, but not too seriously. I am your host, Suhara Lee. With me, my co-host, Jake Scotty Sinclair and Andrew Rogers. I am going to get straight to the point with this one. Um, I mentioned at the end of the Jujutsu Kaisen episode that if they did not have any indication of where they are going, I am going to throw a tantrum at the beginning of this. So lucky to all of our listeners, you do not have to hear me pissed off, just above whelmed. This was an episode. It hit nonlinear timelines once more. It hit cliffhangers once more. It hit confusing the hell out of me one more. And um, I had to go listen to the rumbling afterwards because it did mm. not play during this episode. But the good news is, is that we get more of the show. We just got to wait till 2023 to get it. Uh, at least it's not four years. And at least I don't have to find out when I'm getting it after four years. So guys, how are you doing? And how'd you like this episode? Well, that was just one rambling of a rumbling that we had there. Jeez. <laughs> I wasn't expecting that. Um, I'm actually possibly slightly more positive. I loved this episode. I'm going to say it flat out. It might be because we knew beforehand that we were getting more attack on Titan. I was okay with the way that this went. But I, I thought it was a pretty good finale, but I know I have some differing opinions that I always want action in the penultimate episode and then kind of little story notes to fi- finish off the season and leave you on a cliffhanger. So that's my partiality. So I could definitely understand why people were a little little less whelmed with what was going on in this episode. Did we know that for sure before yesterday? <laughs> we did. We did. <laughs> because that article dropped two hours before. We didn't know if it was going to be a long episode, if there was going to be surprise, here's a movie. We did not know that. No, I thought the article came out the day. I, I, at least I read no, an article no, on that Saturday. I, I, no, I sent you an article and I was like, I don't have to be mad. And you respond to saying, well, we have two hours until the episode comes out. Scoots, how you doing, bud? <laughs> I'm I'm doing well. Um, I think I kind of fall on the opposite end of the, of the spectrum with Andrew there. I'm I'm a little less whelmed with this episode, but I am glad that I've had a day or two to kind of let the episode gestate and I can find things to be positive about. But had I not, you know, been doing this podcast and been clued in with you guys that we were going to get more 
Attack on Titan in 2023, I would have been very upset because it's just, I, I like the episode and there were great moments in the episode, but it's just a, such an odd choice to like move away from the momentum and the action and the buildup that we've gotten and then do, yeah, a flashback episode. And as great as it was to get some of those questions filled in and, and get to spend more time with Aaron when he was friends with his comrades, it was just a very odd choice for me. And like you, I was definitely missing hearing that opening theme song, the the rumbling to kind of yeah. set the tone and get me in the mood. So, like, I was talking to Andrew off camera about this a little bit, too, where I was really confused when the episode started. I thought it was a filler because of the way the dialogue rolled in when she was like, what if it could be something different? Mm. So I was like, no. This is not a filler episode. So when it goes up to the sky and comes back down and they're dressed up, I was like, no, are they really doing an episode? Everybody being happy and like going to Marley, like as normal people. And like, it wasn't until halfway through the episode, I realized that's not what was happening. And this was a flashback. I was like, oh, so I was like really confused and annoyed. I, I, I was like, of a similar mind as you. I thought maybe she was pulling an Awatu okay. on us and showing us a what if scenario. But the second I saw Sasha included, that's where I started to be like, okay, I'm pretty sure this is a flashback. Yeah, I thought she was part of the what if. Like, oh, okay. Sasha wouldn't be dead in this in this scenario. And it's like, I'm never going to complain about getting to see more Sasha, especially the first sure. time that she tried ice cream. Like, just beautiful. I love everything about her. <laughs> God rest her soul. And I think this goes into a little bit of why I also treated the episode differently is not only did we know just before the episode came out that there was more attack on Titan. I picked up on the fact that this was a, you know, historical moment fairly early on in the episode. I think when they were on the boat and said, we're the first people to leave these walls. This Mm. is what the mainland looks like. I was like, oh, okay, this is just a flashback of everything going on. And then after that, I just got to enjoy these moments of glee with our characters. Like you Mm. said, you know, trying ice cream for the first time, being all dressed up, all handsome and pretty. And just, you know, it was jolly go all around. I got vibes from the opening scene of the original or the Titanic movie, rather, that it was just like them in this bustling city getting off of a boat. I was just like, this is so fun. Why don't we get more of this? And so I I just enjoyed the jovial side of things and kind of just wrapping up on that note was a little bit happier to me i don't know i just like happy endings i guess well here's the thing like once i realized what was going on and i was like sitting on my chair like thinking back on the episode it was a good episode don't get me wrong i did enjoy it i do need to watch it again with the understanding of what's going on but it's like i'm it's it's very hard to do non-linear properly and i don't think the dialogue explained well enough what was going on and that's what Mm. threw me off had they been like at least something as simple as like, you know, a year ago or whatever to like, because once Aaron walked out of that courtroom and then started like showing scenes that happened, that's when it was for me because how exhausted I was, whatever the reason may be. Uh, it was like, Oh, I get it now, but there wasn't really because of Mikasa's dialogue. It threw me off so hard. Um, it was a good episode. I really did enjoy it. I'm glad that they announced that it's coming out before this episode aired because that was a really sick ending. Those, if as, as if those Titans weren't terrifying enough walking, that scared the piss out of me when they were swimming. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, that was not a comforting sight. And the way they rolled under the ship and the steam like wiped everyone out, I was like, 
Oh my god, this is epic. I love this. I'm excited for next season. Next part? Part three? Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Who knows if part three is the last part? That's the other crazy thing. It's the final season, but who knows when it's ending? (laughs) Yeah, I will say that answered a question that I had, but I didn't like the answer. Because at first, when they were like, the Titans are crossing the sea, I'm like, how tall are the Colossals that they can walk across? Like, is this supposed to be the English Channel? So maybe it's not that deep. I didn't expect them to swim. And it's now more concerning seeing them (laughs) swim that fast. And so like agile. No, I don't like it. It was weird. (laughs) I am totally on the same page with you. I had in my mind this whole time imagining the the rumbling i was imagining them walking across the ocean it was kind of a, like a dote moment for me i was like of course they're they're huge they're huge and tall but they're not tall enough to like walk along the ocean floor so yeah i'm, I'm with you i it was probably my favorite scene out of the entire episode is just getting that action and seeing them you know wreak that destructive havoc there but yeah seeing colossal titans swimming is is absolutely terrifying i thought it was like up to the thigh or the waist or something so you could see like their top halves rolling through because they didn't mm. quite i don't know again like they've been behind a wall for so many years they could have been calling everything the sea and it just been like the nile river like you still need big boats to cross the nile like true true that, yeah that is fair i think it goes into this is a conversation i've had with other people way off the scale of the titans that um the colossal titan in and of itself is 60 meters tall which is shorter than the empire state building or the statue of liberty for people who need that as a point of reference like Mm. it's fairly small in the grand scheme of things like uh, a big example that was used in another uh, point of reference if anyone wants to watch a great video there's a corridor uh digital video called titans irl which gives you this scale do you guys remember the evergreen boat that got caught uh the big uh cargo ship the Colossal Titan could lay on that sideways and not be bigger than it. And this wow. thing was, I want to say, seven times as long as it was wide. So it's not very big. So to be able to walk across ocean would just, I don't even think it would make it across the Nile, if I had to be honest. Wow. Okay. Hmm. I mean, that was like really wild too. Like you see the the cannonballs actually were lethal if they like hit the nape or hit the spine just perfectly. But like when they started coming up and like some of their heads were missing, and they're still marching. I was like, oh, you are, guys are F-bombed. <laughs> how about the steam they were generating? I just had to imagine like that steam coming off the salt water just added extra like corrosive and er- erosive properties. So you just saw those people get completely mutilated by the steam. It was grotesque, but also yeah. incredibly awesome. Yeah, <laughs> that was like their cue to like understand like where they were too. It's like right. once they yeah. got into a, once they saw the steam hit a certain range, they're like, well, they're in the water somewhere there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, just imagine being those people who had never seen Titans before, though, and then to suddenly just have that pop out of the water. Mm. That's even scarier than it popping over the wall in the first episode. Yeah. Like, yeah. What do you no think? Doubt. Yeah. And those guys are so tall like they're not even trying to eat people they're just gonna march through and step on everyone and steam them through well then you you get that wall of titans looming towards you and then looming over them is the attack slash founding titan who i i have to say i do not understand that skeletal anatomy at all i don't know what's going on i can't wait till we get like a diagram or full breakdown of what's happening with that skeletal structure because i i do not understand it currently it's a big fish Okay. The first founding Titan 
it was the ribs that were coming out and like yeah. enveloping it. Mm-hmm. So this is just like a big because you gotta understand like it's the War Hammer Titan too. Mm-hmm. So those ribs are probably shooting out and down and like actually like making a structure because he's a three in one. Okay, I buy that. Yeah, I just still stand by it's a big fish. It, it had some very like it had those rigid features and the way it was almost slithering through the ground as though it okay. was swimming side to side like a fish, and it had the. I don't want to say spikes coming off the back, similar to a dinosaur, but basically how a fish fin would kind of pop out. They have that yeah, non-rigid like... structure on the top there that it, it felt very, very fish-like. And then yeah. just the Aaron head at the front, though, because it, it wasn't a solid head. It just kind of dangled there. Right. I'm talking a lot with my hands. I apologize if I'm not doing a good job of explaining I mean, this. Episode. We watched the episode. We know what you're talking about. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> this reminded me of something that I wanted to talk about in the last episode, but it was just so perfect that i never got around to it do you remember the opening for season two at the end where the beast titan is running like all those animal titans are with him including like a flying blue whale and a giant like sea turtle i do remember that like all their (laughs) hearts were like glowing you you mentioned the fish reminded me of that like what was that about we never got any like I'm still upset about that. (laughs) (laughs) I'm still very upset about that because I watched that intro and there's dinosaurs in there. I'm like, wait, this world has dinosaurs in it. We're going to get to see the Beast Titan and some dinosaurs run around. Let's go. And then no explanation. It's just in the intro. I'm still upset. We just want to put this in there with this insane ending with no explanation whatsoever. (laughs) Uh, You mentioned the fish was just kind of like, is that supposed to be the whale? (laughs) <laughs> i mean if i had to guess at this point it was probably like an evolutionary line kind of thing talking about how nature got to that point but it was still a fake out i didn't appreciate yeah well speaking of the whale and the beast titan that does bring up another question i have do we know what zeke's fate was at this point in time no i i don't okay. believe we do okay because I'm wondering I, I if that's one of the things alive. we'll get. Yeah, I, I have to imagine it's not something they would they would do off screen. But I'm also kind of um, theorizing that maybe like in order to create the founding Titan, like Aaron somehow absorbed him or encompassed him in some regard. So maybe some of those beast Titan qualities are coming out. Well, because there's that whole thing that he can't control the Titans and use the founding Titan power unless he's touching a Titan with royal blood, which is right. Zeke. So I feel like that means he definitely hasn't killed him. The question is, did he absorb him? Is he still in the coordinate space? Is he just a spirit? Is his body just somewhere hiding in the fish rib cage? (laughs) I don't know. It's going to be like the scene from The Lion King where Zazu is just in the rib cage in Scar's lair, and it's just Zeke hanging out there playing the drums on his ribs. I've got a lovely bunch of coconuts. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, you say you hope that it doesn't happen off screen, but let's be fair. Like, if they're going to make a new season, it is going to happen off screen. Then we're going to spend half an episode, if not a whole episode, doing non-linear timeline. Uh, We're not jaded. Yeah. Just like that fish. There's a lot of salt water. Uh, Steaming out of me right now. I do have to say, as terrifying as that scene was, it was not the scariest part of the episode. The scariest part of the episode was that clown. 
that cloud. <laughs> yes, yes. I was waiting to get. That. I wanted to. Levi. I wanted to talk about the whole sequence. That cloud was just like I don't know how Levi did not slit that. <laughs> so, hello, little boy. You I'm want talking some to you. candy? I'm talking to you. That was so ah, creepy. Face. I was like Levi. Elbow him. Elbow him now. <laughs> Break his nose. Uh. <laughs> Break his nose and shove that lollipop down his throat. Move over, Tim Curry. Why is he still talking? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> that clown so much. Like, yo, personal space. And yeah. you think he's a little boy and you're all over him? Like, yo. Yeah, Pennywise don't have nothing on that clown. That clown was nightmare fuel. Be a whole spinoff series just on that. <laughs> what is this clown's backstory? We need to know. Uh, Levi versus the clown. <laughs> that ain't a fight. Uh, until it turns out that this clown is coming back in the last part to have some major significance. <laughs> the clown is a warrior candidate. I don't want to see the clown titan. Clown I'm, titan. Good. I'm good. <laughs> the clown's a warrior candidate. Uh, I'm just saying, it was shoehorned in there. Feels like it could come back. Uh, it uh, could. It could. Nothing gets put in without intent except for those animal titans at the beginning of that <laughs> Uh, that and them wanting to feed a car carrots. Right, right. Which um, that was you, great. Yeah, it was. And who was it? Anya, Anya Capone was like, oh, they, they wouldn't do that. Oh, they're buying carrots. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and the I, way that his face changed and everything too was gold. <laughs> yeah, I wish yeah. we had more of Anya Capone. He was so good in this episode and just like he feels wasted as the comedic efforts that he could have had in the rest of the series. <laughs> Yeah, it was it was great to have him, but it did raise more questions in my mind. It was the inclusion of him as well as now the woman that we saw from the Azumobito clan. Was that the same woman we saw earlier in season four? Because I felt like we mm-hmm. saw the first time she met Mikasa, but this felt like they had history. I was very confused as far as the timeline goes in that regard. So I've I think in my head I have this one clear. Um, okay. This was after the first time they had met. So I believe okay. the woman's name is Kiyomi. Uh, mm. They went over to the island to be the island's first breath at the outside world. Mm. And then they said, why don't you come to Marley, see what we have going on? I'm assuming she's the one that gave them the clothes, got them to a place that they could take this charter boat to the mainland, and then said, okay, come visit me in my own residence. We'll talk about what's going on there. So I'm assuming this happened after that first time that she met Mikasa and all the rest of them, that's why it wasn't a, oh, this is who we are. It was a, no, you're here to observe our government going ons. And they, they were specifically there to try and meet up with whatever party it was that was trying to speak for the Eldians and then obviously wasn't speaking for the Eldians on Paradise. Yeah, because okay. their interaction happened after Yelena was there on the scout trip. Right. On the, yeah, on the scout ship. That's the word. and basically like betrayed marley or whatever and then mikasa and hermit after that okay that that makes sense but i guess what was kind of confusing me further was the fact that they chose to have i mean it it makes sense that aaron and yelena would have met in private to discuss what they were discussing but it also made me kind of think that yelena wasn't quite ready to reveal herself because she was going to show up later but knowing that that all took place beforehand makes it make a little more sense to me okay yeah 
you know, there were a lot of jumping timelines because there's also the scene of Aaron and uh, Historia that I have no mm. idea where that one goes in the timeline. As much as we know, it's before he totally leaves everyone. Mm-hmm. We don't know is that before he goes to the mainland or did he come back or anything? I don't know when that scene happened. Right. And I I think that was before. I think it would have been before they went to the mainland because didn't Mikasa say that was the last time we saw Aaron? So presumably he stayed on the mainland from that point onward. That's when he went out to the war, cut off his leg, poked out his right. eye, and then oh started to try God. and befriend Zeke. Yeah, that was a whole crazy scene that like I didn't put thought into before how Aaron would have lost his leg. I just kind of assumed, oh, Titan powers, just just pop that off. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I thought he was like used to getting his arms chopped off so much that he did it with ease. But the way that it was just such a slow process and he the way his hand was shaking as it was getting closer to his eye, I was like, uh ah! and, and you could tell oh as much God. as yeah, as much as it was pain from having to like saw through his own leg, he was also like trying to keep himself from going tight, and he kind of had that like little like aftershock that was noticed by the other the Marlian soldiers, but yeah, that was that was a tough scene to get through as well. And then I'm glad they didn't go full on with the bullet. They kind of left a little bit to the imagination there. I just why not use the gun to at least make it quick? Yeah. Like as much as it would probably be more painful, I guess. I can't imagine doing that to yourself. Well, he was completely on a solo mission at that point, so I mean He's got Fair the enough. resolve to make it happen. Yeah. Uh, I was hoping the timeline was updated, but it is not. And I don't blame them because it's only been like 24 hours and that was a mess of mm. uh, inserting times. Don't sound so sad, buddy. I, I feel like we figured out some of it here. Oh, yeah. yeah. I, I definitely feel a lot more clear. Yeah, but uh, I mean, it was it was just kind of like an interest. It was kind of like an interesting point with the story, too. Just that like the fight or flight and like Aaron is trying to protect her and like we're we're we question like his motive and like why he's doing what he's doing so much and like we got like all of that compressed into like a five minute flashback I guess um so it was just it was a lot to unwrap and I I just haven't had too much of an opportunity to do it and one of the the historia thing was one of the ones that really threw me off so like he doesn't want people eating their parents anymore uh, i don't understand why she had to go get pregnant like was that just an excuse to be able to stay away from all the drama or like what was it because she's sitting on her porch with a bump like watching the titans go through so so If I had to hazard a guess, he said in that little conversation they had, the MPs want to use you, they want to inject you with Titan Serum, make you eat Zeke. Right. And I think her response was, well, what if I'm pregnant? They can't make me become a Titan if I have a baby, you know, or if I'm carrying a baby, suddenly that means they have to wait longer does this give us a window of time to figure things out as opposed to them forcing this on her? Because at that point when she said, what if I get pregnant? Obviously she wasn't pregnant. So it had to have been some solution to a problem. And that's the only parallel that I can find. Hmm. 
do we have any indication who the father was or father is? There was the line earlier in the season of, you know, one of the MPs asked who the father is and they said right. it's some farm boy she grew up with. He yeah. doesn't seem to have any motives. I'm going to ask the question is, do we think it's Aaron? I was somewhere in the back of my mind. I was definitely suspecting it might be Aaron just with especially like Mikasa, her whole exchange with him about like, what are you? What am I to you? Why do you care so much about me? Is it just because I'm family? Is it something more? And she has that, you know, question, what if I had said something else? Would it have changed things? So I think it's becoming more and more more apparent that she has a more romantic feeling towards him, which the only other character that I, I think we've gotten any kind of like sparks of of romance would be between Aaron and Historia, which is, you know, surprising giving Historia's history with uh, Ymir. Yeah, that's... I kind of forgot about that. It feels like so long ago at this point. I mean, he also said he would wipe her memory, so maybe they did bang and it was just kind of like, yeah, not going to work. Oh, yeah, that's, that's he did bring that up, didn't he? Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's an interesting point. I just fear for the timing of this baby in what mm. it could mean for the repercussions of the show going forward. Because mm. it's mm. not over like it was supposed to be. <laughs> no one said it was going to be over. I, I'll give him that defense. Still sucks, but literally the final season has hit three years now. It started in 2021. Part two ended in 2022. We're waiting for part three in 2023. What season goes over three years? <laughs> These animators need time to do their talented work. We can't rush them. <laughs> Don't I'm... call it the final season! <laughs> Get your game plan going and release accordingly! You're like... Oh my god, this frustrates me so much. You already had the gap, a four-year gap between season two and three, in which it took four years to do it in a two-month timeline of the show. Everyone has hit puberty and hit a different point of their life. Like, in a binge, we hear the voice change when it was, like, literally from yesterday to today. Why did <laughs> you just wait and do it right? You made us wait four years for so many things anyways. Like, just do it right. I mean, there was a four-year time uh, jump in the middle of these other two seasons, though. <sighs> I hate poor communication so much. <laughs> Uh, well, on the uh, subject of communication, the of fighting the urge to read the manga is so strong right now. Mm, mm. I couldn't do that to myself. I need to. I need to wait this out and see what happens on the big screen. Uh, Scoots, how are you going to divert it with communication? Yeah, I was going to say I can't let that segue just fall on deaf ears. On the subject of communication, one of my favorite moments in this episode, other than the rumbling scene, was the basically celebration between our scouts and these refugees yeah. and just how beautiful it was that they didn't have to speak the same language. They could have that com camaraderie. They could share in each other's culture and just have a good time. And these friends, it really feels like it was the last time these friends were able to, to just be young, young people and have fun and not have a care in the world and a world that is just so ripe with conflict. It was, it was beautiful. It was really nice. Did they did they say something in broken English? 
Because the subtitles didn't come up for me, but like the first time I heard it, I was like, wait, what? I didn't catch anything that seemed English based. I think it was just meant to be a language they didn't understand. Yeah. Right. That's what I took I mean, away it was, from it. It was cool, like, you know, the first time that we saw the other um, subjects of Amir and how they looked very Turkish. And mm. when he brought out, like, the tea set and the foods and stuff, and I was like, this is very, like, Persian, Turkish influence, and I love it, and it looks cool, and I'm even more sad that they're being shot down by what we've just been calling Nazis, but... <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, it was just cool how they were in tents and just so welcoming, and everyone was just having a good time. Yeah, that minute that really just made me happy was the old man's smile with the slightly broken teeth as he offered yeah. them the cans, and I questioned, you know... They're obviously on a totally different timeline of development. They're they're behind the rest of the world. Have they not figured out distilling liquor yet? Like, was this their first experience with this clear oh, liquid that gets them drunk? Because we had perhaps. always seen, you know, wine and other things like that. Was that why they were just like, oh, what is this magical substance? Let's moonshine pour baby. It down each other's mouths and have a <laughs> yeah. great time. Moonshine, moonshine and ice cream. Yeah, they're living it up. <laughs> I, I do have to say that uh, that older gentleman's toothy grin, for whatever reason, it really reminded me of Star Wars Visions, that episode, The Elder. Oh, yeah. And he had that toothy smile just like that. Yeah. Uh, no, that that was such a fun scene, though. They, they were just so accepting. And to watch mm-hmm. them all get the, the blush on their faces. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That was great. Yeah. And then when uh when they all found him, they're all just like passed out on the ground. <laughs> Yeah, it was a nice close up of um, Mikasa's hand on uh, Aaron, Aaron and then Armin like being in the shot too. Yeah, did you notice? I think Sasha was throwing up in the background though. I did oh, not. Yeah, oh, that's, that's hilarious! That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> like they were passed out, and she was just like, "Nope, can't do this." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and it, it 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 made the line of I want my friends to be happy even more beautiful because again like we don't know what Aaron's motive and intention has been all this time it's just it seems so wild but to it's it's commendable like how much he's fighting for his friends and family and stuff and how he just wants the people bought on parody to just live in peace but like oh the means yeah it, it starts a really interesting conversation about ethics of you know mm. if if i can do anything to protect those that i love why shouldn't i do it well you have to do a lot of things at what point are you completely outweighing it at what point are you completely blowing things out of proportion and i mean it's there's no way you could say at any point that what aaron is doing is right now yeah but earlier on in the seasons when he had the little goals of like well what if we can make it outside the walls what if we can kill all the titans what if we can do these incremental things to save all of the people i care about it makes sense that he's gone to this extreme but also somewhere along the way he broke an ethical threshold of you can't do this anymore and unfortunately no one saw it coming before that it's it's a great commentary but at what point, and I think that's part of what Mikasa was getting at in this episode, is where did it change? Was it always there? Mm, Why mm. are we suddenly seeing it now? You know, was this the moment that he broke when he walked out, or was he broken before that? Like, the minute he was standing in the ocean the first time and pointed and said, our enemies are over there. If we kill them all, what changes? 
was he broken then or did he not know what was across the ocean did he think there were more titans there's there's so many interesting questions that do appear when you start to really dig into the thought process of what Aaron is doing because they also had mm. that question early on of was he going to do the rumbling or the euthanasia plan was one of those ethical probably right. not could he have come up with a different one that he was hiding this whole time that, again, could have arguably been ethical? We don't know. And could he possibly have some other secret plan that we're going to find out about when the Titans do hit landfall and he stops after Marley or something random like that? There's just so many places this can go when you start to really dig into why Aaron is doing everything. I think how I understood it when he looked at the ocean was we finally got past the wall. Like is, is the ocean or the sea, this new wall, like what's the threat mm. beyond that? So he was on a, upon arriving to Marley. I think he was just super uncomfortable where it's like, are these people really threats? And then when the anger of the situation came out in that courtroom, especially after seeing what happened to the pickpocketer and how Levi had to save him. I think that was kind of, that was just like the final straw. It's like, yeah, these aren't good people. They're trying to hurt us. Like, Rhina's here right now. We need to take care of this before they come back. I agree, I agree with that, but I also think that he doesn't necessarily think that they're all bad people. Like, he understands that he's going to be sacrificing innocents. It's just that it's worth it to him to end this cycle of hate, as he put it, because one act of violence begets another. And I think the flawed reasoning in his in his thinking is that even if he does successfully complete this rumbling and kind of start civilization all over again conflict is just inherent to human nature so yeah like look at the civil war going on on parody right now because right, exactly. of the Jaegerists. like yeah that's exactly what i was gonna say like what do we think would happen if aaron could see what floke floke flotch um flock flock flock, flock. If he could see what Flock has been doing, would he have turned the rumbling around and said, nope, you don't deserve to be doing this anymore, seeing mm. that he's basically doing the exact same thing that Marley was doing to the Eldians as the Eldians and the Jaegerists are now doing to all of the people who aren't originally from Parody. It's, right. it's turning around before he can even finish the rumbling, which, like you said, is a testament to conflict being inherent to humans. Right. And then, yeah. like, he's talking about wanting to protect his friends and stuff. Like, we haven't seen what his reaction was to Sasha dying, but the fact that it was at the hands of a Marley, and I'm sure it just kind of triggered his plan even more. It's like, yep, I don't have too many of them left. I got to fast track this and just kill them all. Well, there was that one scene in this episode where they did the little flashback to Sasha dying, and it panned mm -hmm. over to Aaron for the first time with that crazed look in his eyes of what is going on right now? How can I handle this? And I have to wonder if it's a little bit of what you're talking about, that that was just another crumbling point for him of, I couldn't save everyone. I need to do more. Okay, the rumbling is next. Mm. Yeah. I I buy all of that. I, I think it was, you know, so many things just compiled on top of each other that he did, eventually did break. But I also... Even having said that, I do have kind of the same question as Mikasa because like the final line of dialogue we got from him is that I'm going to wipe you all out. And it just harkens back to that first episode, what he was saying to the Titans, I'm going to wipe them all out. Like, I just think he's got that um, that violent streak within him and he's a fighter and he needs some place to displace that that angst. And that's why he, his character is not always rubbed me the right way, but 
it is interesting how calm he's been like throughout this flashback and then it's just true snap. true yeah there's also another weird conversation to have as you talk about things Aaron has said before being taken different ways mm-hmm. the manipulation of Mikasa to find out that Zeke was saying there's nothing in the history books that says right, the Ackermans right. got headaches you know I, I don't think that's her protecting you because you're some honorable person she mm-hmm. just actually cares about you and that was his moment to be like uh, well I have to protect her but can't let her think that I am so we're gonna make her think that this is all her fault like yeah what 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 kind of logic is that to throw away a person that you care about like that for i i don't even totally understand his motives there was a moment i started to and then he said something else and it just i would have to watch that whole scene back because there was a lot of subtext going on there love me love Hmm. me say that you love me (laughs) (laughs) she got fooled all right fooled around and fell in love and they didn't even kiss. Yeah. Man, I really want to know if him and Astoria did it now. <laughs> Why'd you have to say it like that? <laughs> no, I don't I don't know I what it would the mean. Microphone though. picked up my shrug for the listeners. But... Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what that means though, if Aaron's the dad. Like I I don't know. Then it could be another Titan. Bi- I don't know. Maybe he wants his son to eat him. I don't know. Ooh, that would be just desserts. No pun intended. Can't be better than ice cream. Nah. <laughs> I could go for some soft serve right now. I wish Ooh, McDonald's yeah. ice cream machine worked. <laughs> uh, mine doesn't either. Is McDonald's having like a nationwide ice cream shortage or something that I don't know about? I mean, it's just a stereotype. Of yeah, no, the ice cream, ice cream machine just never, never works. Working as oh, okay, okay. I don't frequent McDonald's enough to uh, to catch that one. But yeah, it's just a ongoing jab at McDonald's. Ah, I mean, the show was a great episode. Like yeah. we went forty minutes straight about it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, we're running Not out to of discuss. things to say, but at the same time, we've talked plenty. Okay, I got to bring this up. Because it's just, this is gold. And I don't know why I didn't start this earlier. We're talking about how we wish that we got more, like, comedic scenes and how wholesome this stuff is. Mm. Attack on Titan Junior High is an incredible show. Incredible. Oh, my God. I am only, like, three episodes in. But all of them, like, as, like, chibis. And having the same voice actors. And just... They still have, like, the intense music and everything for the silliest things. It's hysterical. Like, why didn't I start watching this sooner? I I don't know if I mentioned this on an episode before, but, like, it just has to be put out so this this needs to be watched. Like, I text uh, TJ Stafford about it. I was like, dude, you got to add this to your list. He was like, ah, I just don't know how I felt about it, the way it is. But he texted (laughs) me about it. He was like, yeah, no. This is awesome. <laughs> yeah. I only watched the first episode, but um, that is actually what kind of reminded me about the romance between Emir and uh, Historia, a.k.a. Krista. But yeah, it, I, I did enjoy it for what it was. And just the whole fact that his motivation is a cheeburger. My cheeburger. 
the Titans are just a bunch of bullies stealing everyone's lunches. And the way that Mikasa like ran like five blocks to come by and bump into Aaron. Right, right. <laughs> Yo, that was just so great. Uh, well, at least I have something now to tie me over while I'm on this attack on Titan hiatus. Yeah. Mm, mm. Um. Also, have either of you watched any of the? I think they're the OADs. Is what they're called. I have not. So they have a couple. They are one shot episodes. I think there's like five or six of them that are actually the backstories of several of the characters. Oh. So there's uh, one that I, I've watched the first part of, and it's like the backstory on Levi and him growing up prior to, or I think it's just after he meets Kenny. So it's part mm. of his life in the underground before he goes above ground, how he ends up getting into the scouts. His, like It talks about why he loves cleaning so much. There, there's a lot okay. of intricacies to it. I was just curious. They might be kind of worth a watch as we do it. Where did you watch on Crunchyroll? Or are they on Hulu? I haven't. I haven't um, even I'm not them. sure if they're on Hulu. Um, okay. On Crunchyroll, they're labeled as like another season. Okay. So, um, you guys would have to take a look and let me know because I don't have a Hulu. But it, it is another interesting thing as we're talking about tying ourselves over that. Um, I think everyone probably should watch at some point because it's not necessarily spoiler content, but it is interesting to get a little bit more background on some of these characters. Yeah, I'll definitely look into that. Uh, See if it's available on Hulu or not. Let me take a quick glance here. Apparently it's on Funimation. That could be part of the new partnership as well. I know Crunchyroll and Funimation have partnered, bought out, something like that. Memoirs of a Scout Regiment member, The Torturous Curse of Youth, Distress, No Regrets Part 1, No Regrets Part 2. I I believe those are it. Lost Girls, Walsina Goodbye Part 1, then there's a Part 2, and Lost Girls, Lost in the Cruel World. Oh. And it has that recap movie that's apparently on only on Funimation. Oh yeah, the one you brought up, yeah. What'd you say? Crunchyroll bought Funimation? Funimation bought Crunchyroll? Some someone bought someone. Order matters. Order does matter, but Well, whoever bought who, clean up Funimation's app because it's garbage. Sony's Funimation bought Crunchyroll for That's right. a large okay. amount of money. To the tune of $1.2 billion. I noticed yeah, uh, Crunchyroll wasn't an option on um, HBO Max anymore, but Toonami still is. Mm. Yes, and that makes sense because AT&T, who used to own Crunchyroll, owns HBO Max. Bet you listeners weren't getting a business talk today. Neither did I. Coming to you from your local MBA student. <laughs> I feel like we are just beating around the bush of the end at this point, though. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're uh, we're almost double the length of the episode at this point, so I feel like we should keep it under an hour as the resident editor here. <laughs> so as we close out the episode here, what we have going on now that Attack on Titan has ended is a, uh, Young Justice has returned to us with the second half of season four. And currently out now, the first three episodes dropped on HBO Max, and uh, Jay Scotty and I covered that this past week, so we have an episode up where you can listen to our lovely thoughts. There's a lot to go over in those episodes, and hopefully when Zuhair comes back, we will continue with the next episode this upcoming week and have more great things to say. And then on top of that, Zuhair, do we also possibly have some other anime coming uh, down the stream here? 
soon. Well, maybe? we uh, we seem to love the Jujutsu Kaisen movie quite a bit, so I am almost halfway through that. We'll do a uh, part one coverage of season one and uh, part two as as details roll around. Not really a timeline for that since it's already over. This is true, but I figured since we were getting close to the halfway watching point, we would probably produce an episode at some point. Yep. Guess you're gonna have to tune in for that. <laughs> What's my line? I didn't spell it. I leave the spell. I know. Okay, I'm just, I'm, I'm just messing anyway. <laughs> don't, don't let the foreign guy spell things. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I will just remind the listeners that uh, on our Young Justice coverage, I did mention that I noticed on HBO Max that Blade Runner Lotus has released. So. Please let us know if you have any interest in that. I am definitely interested in covering it. If there's enough interest, we will um, probably put out like a season review of sorts. I, I think that's going to be the correct approach for that one. So, And the same can be said for Vox Machina because I have also yes. started it and I know you uh, express some interest as well, Jay Scotty. So I think that'll probably correct. be a one season cover as well. So if you uh, watch that, let us know and we'll try and get that to you at some point as well. I thought we were doing Arcane first. I'm so split between three shows now. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Uh, there, ah! It's content overload season, and I love it, it but also I hate it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, if you love what we're doing here and don't hate what we're doing here, I would encourage you to also leave us a review. It doesn't have to be five-star per se, but we definitely appreciate those five-star reviews. Just give us a rating a review wherever you listen to us and share the show if you like what we're doing. That's huge to our growth. You know, this is our 72nd episode. We're just coming off of a year of animation deliberation. So it is a great time to be a fan of animated content. And thank you so much for tuning in. That's T-O-O-N-I-N. Stay well for another year. <laughs> <laughs> Until 2023. Muscle, muscle. Thank you for listening to the Animation Deliberation Podcast, a proud member of the Stranded Panda Network. If you would like to contact us, you can email animationdeliberationpodcast at gmail.com or follow us on Twitter at animationdelib1. For this and other great shows, you can visit strandedpanda.com or join the great community that is the Stranded Panda Chat Facebook group at facebook.com slash groups slash svchat. Tune in next time, and remember, stay whelmed. You're invited to take a vacation from everybody else's vacation to a place where you can explore cypress swamps and magical gardens and see a 65-foot waterfall that once powered an old mill that you can walk through today or just float along the cool, rushing waters of an old-fashioned swimming hole. See the places and plan your journey at visitmississippi.org slash outdoor adventure. Mississippi. Wanderers welcome. Money is the number one cause of stress and the number two cause of divorce. Make your money go further and work harder with a certified financial planner from Facet Wealth. Financial planning used to focus on retirement, but Facet helps you with today. You get a dedicated financial planner that guides you through every financial decision. Inflation, interest rates, stock market changes, home prices. How do you figure it all out? Well, every advisor at Facet is a certified financial planner and fiduciary. That's just a fancy way to say they have the best training, and they're legally bound to do what's in your best interest. This isn't just about investments. It's about taking care of your money so you can start living a better life today. Facet has a simple flat fee, no hidden charges, and with nothing to sell, there are no commissions. 
Visit TryFacetWealth.com for two months free off your first year of financial planning. That's T-R-Y-F-A-C-E-T Wealth.com. Facet Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. There's a highway that stretches across the 93 days of summer where worship isn't offered to the sun, but to the smoking tire, the S-curve, and the spin turn. And if you ride it, Make sure you do it in a Dodge Charger, Challenger, or Durango. Because on this highway, the lines being blurred are the ones between drivers and demons. Welcome to Highway 93. Dodge is a registered trademark.